how close were we to inking a deal for me to ride your bikes at Castle Rock? <laughs> uh, I thought about it. I thought hard about it, but um, yeah, we just, we, we just couldn't get the deal done. Episode 153, Tank Slapping Podcast. We got a mixed bag pod for you guys today. We're going to be doing a, a very brief Hagerstown Rewind. And then we're going to do a little Springfield Mile preview. We don't really do preview shows. We do a lot of the rewinds, but we're going to give you guys a Springfield Mile preview because, I don't know, it's a doubleheader season finale, and there's one point separating uh, Jared Meese and Dallas Daniels in the AFT Twins class. So, We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And we also have about four to five callers that are going to call in and give some insight on what they think is going to happen at Springfield as well. So you got me, you got Eric Hartley. What's good, bro? You're on the other side of the mic. Yeah, what's up, man? I'm glad that uh, we finally figured out your microphone. You sound like you were in a blender underwater. So this is good. Good to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, I love the Jimmy Felice uh, interview we did, but my audio was such a buzzkill. So I'm pumped to, to get it back dialed in here and, and get a pot out, man. It's going to be good. I, I'm super excited. I'm finally feeling better from the weekend. I was exhausted as hell. I, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I, I literally had no energy. And today was the first day where I actually got up, went on a run went to the gym, you know, I, f- I feel like I'm getting back to normal ju- just in time for uh, a Moto America mini cup race on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hectic man, but how, how are you? How's your knee? Are you, when's, what's the, what's the date? What are we looking at here? I, I don't even remember. Oh God. I had, so like I was telling you before I had PT, uh, before this and I can finally move my knee 90 degrees and, uh, just such a relief, man. Like, you know, I just think back on that Colby pod that we did about, you know, talking about like the mentality of like going through a significant injury and it fucking wears on you, man. So uh, you just got to take your little, uh, little victories in stride and uh, just one day at a time. So everybody out there, if you're going through a, a shitty uh, rehab, you know, just take it one day at a time, man. It's good. It's, uh, we'll be back out for too long. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I broke my arm, uh, the second time I broke my arm, it was pretty bad. I got a metal rod put in my left arm and, I remember like I was in a cast for like three months after surgery. And then when I, they took my cast off, I literally couldn't fucking move my wrist at all. Like there was zero movement. I couldn't even like open up a clothespin. It was so gnarly. And I'm like, dude, I'm never going to be able to use my arm normal again. And I'm back to hundred percent. It just takes time, but yep. yeah, you'll be good. You're, you're built different slightly. Right. I mean, what did you play? You were cricket i played play? uh, no yeah i played cricket no i grew up playing rugby badminton so we, uh, oh okay yeah badminton yeah we, yeah uh, figure we skating grew up playing football with no sh- with no pads so i'm used to getting a uh, beat to shit so no it's all yeah. good well let's talk uh hagerstown i want to make sure we shout out title sponsor of the hagerstown half mile and the podcast mission foods for supporting the podcast what mission foods does as well it's really cool eric at these events is they come out to all my events and they give out free samples for chips and tortilla shells and salsa. They come to all the mini cup rounds. They they set up samples and they, you know, talk to the fans and give out 
product. It's so cool. Not only are they helping financially with these series and teams and riders, but they're also spending time at the racetrack and, and giving out product. If you can support Mission Foods, go out, support them. They do a lot for racing in general. I uh, want to shout out Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. We had an Indian Motorcycle at Hagerstown. Jared Vanderkoy actually won the Ryan Barnes Dash for Cash on an Indian Motorcycle. And they're a big sponsor of my events and the podcast. So appreciate Gary Gray and the whole Indian Motorcycle team for, for keeping us going. And also Bell Power Sports. Check out Bell Helmets to view their full line of products. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Hagerstown, man. So it rained a lot on Thursday night. I was super stressed out. I couldn't sleep because I could hear the rain just pouring outside of my Airbnb all night long. And when we got to the track, it, it was one of those panic moments, but they did a really good job with the track. It, it wasn't as good, I feel like, as it used to be in the past. I feel like the track had more grip, but they don't use calcium now for whatever reason. They said they're not allowed or or whatever. So it was still a good track. It had more grip, I feel like, than it used to, but it wasn't it was hard to keep the dust down. I mean, it wasn't overly dusty, but it, it just, I don't know. It, it wasn't, wasn't as good as I thought, but everybody seemed to like it. I mean, it was, it's a big, fast racetrack. It was fairly smooth. You ride around the banking and, you know, there was a lot of good racing and, and a lot of passing, which, which made it fun to watch. Yeah, no, because I went back uh, and watched, I, I can't forget who the rider was, but um, there was like a walk the track clip on YouTube from a number of years ago, uh, um, and it, it looked a little bit different texture and color wise, um, but everybody that I talked to said that it was a bitchin' track and it was a great event, and um, you know, so it, yeah, I, from the outsider standpoint, um, you know, you guys did a good job of uh, posting the the lineups and the the heat winners and the the main events and just kind of keeping uh everybody in the loop of what's going on because you know when you go to these like bigger events it can be such a clusterfuck because you don't know what's going on and um but you know it's good yeah. for me like i just i always like to know what's going on so just that like little extra like of <laughs> just fucking communicating what's going on in a controlled manner like <laughs> that goes a lot um you know that goes a long way so that's that's good for sure yeah, and we didn't get the riders that I, I would have liked. I think, honestly, it was like the first weekend back to school and it being a Friday and the end of summer. It it wasn't what I would have liked for entries, but we had a solid, a solid group of riders come out. We had a really good fan turnout on Saturday, honestly. That kind of saved my ass, all the fans coming out. So appreciate all the fans. That was that was sick, man. They were hype up, uh, hyped about the racing and – like the Friday night, Will Davis dash for cash. We did that elimination format where we lined up six riders, two laps. We threw the checker. The guy in last got booted off the track, lined them back up two laps. The guy in last was, you know, booted off. So we kept going all the way till we had two riders. It was Brandon price on a twin. Actually, I think it was. And it was Trevor Bruner on the four fifty, and the fans were just, hype it was it was a lot of fun to to watch that dash for cash and yeah like i said trevor bruner came out he won the majority of the races trent low ended up grabbing a win on oh gosh here we got mute 
got to mute. <laughs> we got to mute Michael. Um, <laughs> Trent. Yeah. Make sure uh, I got to tell these guys that they had, they need to uh, not use speakerphone or anything. Just hold the phone to their ears. But yeah, we had Trent Lowe on the podcast or yeah. Fuck it. I'm getting all cattywampus. We had Trent Lowe. He got a win on Saturday. Looked really well. Brandon Price was dicey. Dan Bromley looked good. Briar Bauman was really impressive. He was uh, riding Evan Renshaw's 450 and he doesn't ride 450s hardly ever, let alone on half miles. And the first night he actually ran Trevor Bruner down and made a pass. And then the last corner he drifted wide and, and Trevor got him back right at the line. It was a really good race. And what the difference maker, it seemed like Eric on Saturday is for the main events, Trent and Trevor made a tire change. Uh, They changed their tire brand. And that actually seemed to make a huge difference in their result on Saturday. So that was interesting. Uh, I really like the what we do. We we allow twins and singles to race together. So the singles get a lot more grip off the corner, and they're easier to kind of throw around. But the twins just haul ass like the last thirty feet of the straightaway, and it makes for really good racing. It was it was exciting. Yeah, no, uh, that 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 was definitely some uh, interesting interesting uh results over the weekend and i you know it's just kind of we're at that time of the year where you know silly season starting to like creep up and you know all these things and rumors are going and just to see like a outlaw race with like people not on their like normal bikes or normal setup and stuff you just see kind of talent shining through or uh, a bike shining through that you you might not see like during the aft round so it just stokes the fire for like you know this coming off season of like oh what's gonna happen so it's 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 really cool to see that yeah and there was man there was a lot like i said a lot of good riders from all over the country and a lot of a lot of silly season rumors are kind of starting to float around and it's it's crazy too because this time this year we're finishing the season a lot earlier than usual like typically it's october you know the first or second week in october when the season's over and now we're finishing the season on labor day weekend so it's kind of it's a it's a totally different shift in what we're doing it's going to give the riders essentially a half a year to to um kind of figure out their plans you know i mean typically it's the, the off season's a lot shorter and now there's, there's a lot more time to, to figure all that out, but we'll do some pods leading up to leading up to obviously all, all winter. We have a lot of, a lot of things we'll probably talk about, do a lot of interview pods and stuff like that, but let's do, and we'll we'll talk about Hagerstown a bit more probably throughout the show. I want to give a shout out to like my whole team that helped make that possible. Sammy Sabedra did a great job with the social media stuff and, those were two really long, hot days. And, and my team, like they did an amazing job. We had a really bad crash on Saturday where a rider got air, airlifted out. Um, it was actually Gabby Fanders, Braden's sister. And it was like a six rider pileup in the 250 class. And thankfully, everybody's okay. Minor injuries. Gabby has a concussion. I think Hayden Hathaway tweaked his knee a little bit. A couple of little bumps and bruises, but... Everybody was was okay, um, which was really good to see. That was that was kind of gnarly. So it was, yeah. So that was that was the most hectic thing all weekend. And I was glad everybody was all right there. But let's 
let's dip into this, man. So let's talk Springfield. We're going to bring on these different guests and we're going to get some insight on what they feel like we can expect at Springfield. So our first guest, I'm going to unmute his mic because it was, I don't know what that, that was. It was, I could hear myself on his phone, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I asked him to unmute. So Michael Hill, if you're on the, on the pod, just click whatever to unmute the mic, but we're going to bring Michael on first. Dude, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, good. Just driving home from work. Oh, I like it. Are you, you're in Washington still? No, no, I've been in Indy uh, since March. Oh shit! Okay, what are you you even doing with your life? I'm from Oregon, though. I'm from Oregon, though. I don't, I don't hang out in Washington too much. Good, we don't, we don't want him up here. Oregon is way worse. (laughs) Oregon is worse than. Yeah, well, scenery's better, but yeah, politics suck. Yeah, yeah, I I hated fucking Oregon. I couldn't wait to get out of there when I was there, but. That's cool, man. Uh, Indy's not much better, to be honest. But that's uh... no, no. I'm in the ghetto right now. Like, lock your doors right now. So yeah. Well, are so you? The, what? So the area. mud flap just got off work. You're going home, or what? What are you? What are you? What are you doing with yeah. your life? <laughs> well, I I drive truck for a living, so oh, I that's right. just got done hauling lumber all day. Um, all I go to all my yards all the freaking time uh home lumber and let me tell you those are some odd characters yeah look uh, at Corey. but i'm just i'm just on my way yeah right exactly no i'm on my way home just uh we're gonna be dinner casey and his girlfriend we're all gonna get dinner because i actually go back home uh like monday so tomorrow's my last day of work before i uh i move back to oregon for the winter well, your audio is kind of shit. So try to stay in like a, in a decent signal, but are you, are you racing Springfield or what's, what's the plan for the 47 at Springfield? Are you doing the double header? Uh, yeah, my bike makes it through both days. Uh, I just got a stock Yamaha. So we're just going to give her hell. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> well, just, uh, just draft, uh, just draft Jared Meese. Just stay right behind him. Let him tow you around. Yeah, well, yeah. He called me. He called me last week and was kind of needing me to be a spoiler. And I told him what I was working with, and he was pretty happy about it. So, <laughs> yeah. What do you? I mean, what's does the missile like Springfield? And what are your thoughts on Springfield, like as a track in general, and and compared to the other miles? I mean, are you more of a Springfield guy, or what's 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 your uh, take on Springfield? Um, well, my first time at Springfield, uh, actually ever getting to see the mile, like bikes even hit the track at Springfield mile was last year. Um, so, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. It's like, you know, obviously everybody wants to ride the Springfield mile. Uh, like last year I had an unfortunate mechanical, we blew the bike up going into turn three and I crashed. Um, so I haven't had the greatest experience at Springfield, but I mean, all in all, I'm excited for it. Um. I think, I think I could maybe get get lucky and you know, find a nut or something. Good, good, yeah. No, so like, what? Because you've kind of bounced around and stuff. So, are you on your your personal bikes now going into Springfield, or what's the what's the team setup? Yeah, yeah. Team setup is uh, me, myself, and I right now. Okay. Uh, I just got one CNJ Yamaha. Um, 
with a stock and engine in it right now, it makes as much horsepower as a, a mediocre 450. Uh, so like, as far as right now, like that's all I got. Um, just had some kind of unfortunate things happen throughout the year and it kind of put me in this situation. I was a little unprepared for it. Yep. Um, the life of a yeah, privateer. It's pretty much right. Yeah, exactly. So you plan but, on racing next year? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's the plan. I'm going to be kind of like, unless someone wants me to ride their stuff, which I don't know, it's kind of doubtful, kind of damaged goods as we speak, but hopefully we can do something cool at Springfield and get some people's, uh, eyes on me. But I mean, for the most part, I'm just going to do my own thing on, on one bike. I'm going to have two engines together and just some parts and, uh, you know, big heart, I guess <laughs> that's about all I got. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't even know what the schedule looks like or anything, honestly. So, right. I mean, there's no schedule. There's no schedules floating around. I mean, usually when I was racing, I kind of had a general idea about half the races around this time of year. I knew about what half the schedule was going to be like, but I, I, the only thing I heard was no Sacramento. That's the only scheduling rumor that that I've heard. So have you, since you're an active racer, do you, have you heard scheduling news for next year at all? Um, I haven't actually, I mean, I, I heard, I heard a couple like rumors the Indy mile might be back, but I don't know how true that is because of the limestone they put down, mm. uh, for the, the horses and stuff. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, I don't claim to be a cushion guy, but, uh, I think it'd be fun to ride. Yeah. If only well, there was a cushion track close to you, Michael, out there in Oregon. Isn't that weird? It's if only there was one. Is there not? What is it? Yeah, I don't even. It's like six even, hours. No, from him. <laughs> it, there is. He's just yanking my fucking chain. Now, in Spokane, it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's not like you can't yeah. go ride Spokane and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go fast at Lima." There's just yeah, there's yeah. no comparison. It just it, it more or less um, just it, it gets is. you used to not being riding on a uh, a groove. Spokane yeah, sucks. <laughs> you suck. Shitty. You start in the infield. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I don't like. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I, Every well, I mean, I've only raced there, I think one time, once or twice, and I I did pretty good. I ain't got well, second or something. I don't know, but like they lined up like twenty three of us out there for the main event. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I just I was I like, know. what the hell is going on? <laughs> they did that at Salem one time. I was like, ah, this isn't. I did a race talking. at uh, I did a race at Sioux Falls, South Dakota, when I was, I think it was two thousand. Yep. 2006 or 2007 i went both years but the one year they lined up everybody in the main event and it was about 24 riders and the track were, the track was very, were you on the starting gate there was no starting gate they just lined everybody up on the short track like there was six rows of six or something uh, oh you rode the the oval yeah i did the Jeez, well we did the tt crazy. as well it was like a split lane tt it was pretty sick but then we did the oval and yeah. everybody was out there <laughs> it was it was <laughs> that's crazy yeah it was fun but definitely interesting um yeah. all right man well we got some more callers calling in but i want to get your insight man we got we got dallas daniels jared meese who's winning and why uh i mean you'd be an idiot not to choose jared i mean the guy he's won springfield a fair amount of times he's he's one of he's won a few championships 
I mean, I'm I'm a Jared Meese fan. Uh, I mean, I got I got to stick with Jared just for. I mean, the guy always comes comes in in the clutch and and pulls it together. Um, as far as Dallas goes, like I grew up racing with Dallas, so just to like see him where he's at is really cool. Uh, and I I mean, if Dallas does it, then I mean, I guess I'm wrong, but I just I think Jared Jared's got a little bit more in his back pocket uh, for Springfield. So. All right. Well, not a bad, not a bad little insight there from you, my friend. I uh, appreciate you coming on. We'll get you on here on a, on a full, we, we want to, we'll do a full Michael Hill podcast here in the, in the near future, probably definitely over the winter. We'll have, we'll have time to get you in. That'd be a, that'd be a fun pod. Cause yeah, you've, you've been around for a while. You're getting there, getting up there, man. You've been what? Six, yeah, six, seven years as a pro now. I mean, it's, comes at you quick uh yeah something like that Fucking crazy yeah oh yeah man it's like like a fine wine right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's what i tell amber every day i'm like fine wine baby we get better with age so uh <laughs> appreciate you man hold it down in springfield uh, and uh you know send that send that bitch to the front let them let them know like let them <laughs> go get them you gotta dig yeah if anything just knock them down off the starting line or something yeah yeah <laughs> I remember the one year in production <laughs> twins, Varnsey on the restart, he fucking hooked the left and pushed us all into the starting light. That was, I wanted to freaking knock him out after that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an option too, but good luck, man. And we'll, uh, we'll be rooting for you. We'll, we'll chat soon. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you guys See later. You, Mike. Bye. All right. I called him Mike. Is that cool? I, no one calls him Mike Hill. It's no. just always Michael. I called him Mike. Whatever, fuck it. A missile. Mike, the missile. All right, so we're going to go right into our next caller. I'm going to click the unmute now, but it's a friend of both of ours, and it's just a fan. It's a fan of the pod, fan of the sport. Ben Singleton is on the pod. What's good, man? Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing this fine afternoon? That was proper. Super proper. I love it. Hey, I have to have a moment (laughs) of proper before I just bring the class to the bottom here. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, so to the people listening to the podcast they they won't be able to see your um i don't know what your avatar your your zoom meeting picture it's like a picture of you in a show choir uniform sleeping on a fucking couch what, can definitely you explain a that? 90s couch you can tell from the colors <laughs> of the couch that is me passed out on a couch after uh after a wedding and someone had thrown a wine bottle in front of me i was like nine years old Wow. You look Explains like Harry so Potter, kind of. You got the Harry Potter sunglasses. <laughs> Dude, I had round glasses at the time. I was I was uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story growing up. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. You need to put a uh, lightning bolt on your forehead. Be fucking Potter. <laughs> we like All right, that. Ben, so are you, are you at work or did you tell Uncle Sam that you wanted a day off? No, thankfully, I got off like an hour and a half ago and then died in traffic on the way here because Tennessee heat is unforgiving. Yeah, it's 55 and raining here, so, you know, it's nice. Yeah, well, that's the Pacific Northwest. Your state is either on fire or, you know, it's on fire. It's 83 <laughs> and sunny here. It's either on oh. fire because of forest fires or on fire because of fucking protesters or something. You never know. Yeah, Washington. no, definitely. Yeah, what, Self-lit or What was or that thing called, lit. Eric Chaz? The, when the all the hipsters took over the district and then started killing one another, turned into, like, Lord of yeah. the Flies? Yep, it was very Lord of the Flies. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you were at Hagerstown, man. I saw you for like 
6.9 seconds, and then I had to wherever I was going. But what did you think of uh, the Hagerstown race? Dude, Hagerstown was phenomenal. I've never been to that track. Uh, I was with my stepdad. He said he had been there a thousand years ago. But uh, I got there, I think, five minutes before the main started. Like, I walked in, I bought my armband, and the national anthem started. I was like, fuck, yeah. I was in town for a, a family affair type of thing, so I just lucked out fly into maryland go find a race dude that facility is phenomenal and uh the dash for cash the deal the the rider two laps and drop a rider thing dude that shit was intense yeah we talked about it for before we brought on gas and that part of the uh, that's probably the the most uh compliments i've had over the weekend was that they love that will davis kind of two lap dash for cash. I don't even know. I I was, I've been calling it like the elimination dash for cash, but I, yeah, I forget. I was at an amateur race a long time ago. It might've been like 20 years ago and they, excuse me, they did something similar to that. And I haven't really seen it much lately. And when Cole Davis reached out about doing this, this dash for cash in memory of will, I'm like, man, let's do something kind of different and, and, you know, mix it up a little bit. And, you know, everyone, everything I do, everyone's a little skeptical and kind of like the bracket racing. And then this as well, but after it was over the riders and the fans, they really liked it. It sucked for like, if you don't get a good start, you're kind of fucked. Like like Jared Vandercoy, he, no offense to Jared, but Friday night, he didn't have the best speed, but he was like getting really good starts in that challenge race. And he ended up third where like Briar was really fast, but his starts were awful. And the last start was he almost I don't know what he what he was doing, but he didn't even go. And he was eliminated a lot more a lot earlier than I thought he would have been. But yeah, it was good, man. I appreciate that. Interesting race well, for sure. I mean, at that point, it's not just rider talent. It's can you get that good start, you know, chop the tree down? Is your equipment gonna hang on? Because we all know singles and clutches. Now I know I know old Price came and he was sitting right next to us in the bleachers after uh after he finished and he was talking to his family and just overheard, he was just fucking gassed. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different game plan because you really just, you just can't get last, you know, you just got to make it through, make it through. And, and, uh, that game plan definitely, it was interesting to watch the back of the pack and, and then the leader too. I, it was just a different, really cool to watch the racecraft of, of that event unfold because none of the riders ever did anything like that. So they were learning on the fly and it'd be cool to do in the future just to kind of see how they make adjustments. But anyway, going into Springfield, man, have you, have you been to Springfield before? I have been to Springfield to the fairgrounds. I've never been to the race there. Okay. What's uh, as a fan, what do you, what's your thoughts on kind of the, the racetrack? Like, do you like the miles? Are you a half mile? What's, what gets you out of bed the most as far as being a fan to watch these guys race guys and girls? So I, I grew up really being, I like TTs because, you know, grew up uh, riding around in the woods and, you know, turns left and right and all that. But honestly, in the last couple of years, I've definitely phased more to, I really like miles because it's a test of the rider. It's a test of the equipment. It's all gaming. All miles is gaming. Cause you're thinking, you know, seven laps up. Like, look at how, look at how Jared will sit in the back and, you know, sit in the back on something and, and then come swinging around someone and pull, you know, thousands of a second lead type of thing. 
Is there are anything you, are you half mile and up? Mile? Hmm? Are you coming to the mile this year? No, my wife's uh, flying to Vegas for uh, for Worlds for Jiu-Jitsu, so I'm watching the kids. I wanted to oh, come up, right. just not working yeah. out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw my kids in the car, kidnap them, and bring them up there anyway. We'll see. Well, that's what you expect out of Tennesseans. I'm just kidding. I'm from Maryland. <laughs> it's not you, much you better. Illinois, that's Illinois that's peasant. A, that's where my wife's from, Maryland. Freaking Maryland people, man. They they love their flag, and they love to drink. They love to drink beer, and they love their state flag. And yeah, Deanna, Deanna just state laughed flag and pointed at dope. me when you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Deanna. so what are we thinking, man? What are we thinking? Here. For this finale race, what uh, Dallas Daniels, Jared Meese, uh, what are your thoughts and why? So I've been reading a lot. Everyone and everyone on the the wise internet seems to think that Dallas Daniels is an underdog at this point. I don't think that could be any further from the truth. I mean, he's a factory supportive rider, but you have two guys who are absolutely going to be top two, and I think it's just going to come down to you know who's the better at gaming. You know, Jared's been sitting in his house watching like reel to reels in the dark, like an old football coach of past Dallas Daniels races for the last three weeks, trying to figure out his weak spot. Yeah, no, that's that's not bad. But do you think um, and, and one thing that I've noticed that I, I keep thinking it keeps just, you know, poking me with a stick is that you haven't heard much out of the essence in camp as far as like chops and changes. I mean, you see stuff on the bike and every as this year's progressed, they've gotten better and better. And um, do you do you think that they've been kind of in the lab doing a bunch of work since that last mile? Oh, I'm sure they have, because if time has proven anything, Estenson is very, very proactive instead of being reactive. I mean, if you can think back over the last two seasons, how many mechanical failures aside from like JD's bike overheating on the back end in Arizona, can you think of the Estenson bikes really having? Uh I think you have a, a a top three rider at any race he goes to versus arguably the greatest or one of the greatest dudes ever to do it. And I, I think making a solid call right now is just too risky. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where I'm rooting for Jared Mees, but I've been here all season doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, yeah. where's your, where's your wallet and where's your heart? Like if you had to pick, pick you know where your money's going and who you want to win so i guess you're you're sticking with jared and that's not a bad it's not a bad a bad obviously like everyone on here said you can't really go against jared and it's uh yeah i just it's just hard to count out dallas just simply because he knows how to win titles right i mean he's won two singles titles and you can call it the you know the beginner class or whatever but once you learn how to win a championship at a professional level, that's a skill that carries on to the other classes. Like, you know, I mean, his, his race craft throughout the season stayed the same from the singles to the twins class. And he's not going to give up like that kid. Since he's been little eat, sleep, breathe flat track. And this is the moment he's kind of been waiting for. So I think win or lose for him, there's really no pressure. I think if he wins, it's like, awesome i mean that's amazing but if he loses he's still really young and he's got a lot of opportunities in the future but i don't know man it's gonna be interesting i, I love the whole team well, dynamic too like the two powerhouse teams just going at it 
Ben and I, we've talked about this, but like he also, the really cool thing about Dallas is, and I think you're going to see it on full display this weekend is a lot of like 99% of racers out there will override when they're chasing and when they, when, you know, when they're trying to overcome a mistake, but Dallas doesn't. And it's, I mean, you I think you're just going to see two robotic machines just going full tilt at this race. And, you know, I mean, you, you see it, you go down the list and like, oh, yep, that, that rider made a mistake. And, you know, they kind of started to drop as they try to, you know, uh, make up for it. But Dallas and Jared, they both just, they don't do that. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be insane for sure. And hope, I just hope that something out of their control doesn't become a factor this, this coming weekend, you know, whether it be a lap rider or it be a restart or if it be, I just want, those two just just to go fucking full tilt and see the, the best wins. So as much as I'd like to agree with you on that, I honestly, I like how restarts or a lapped rider or, you know, the, the X factor gets thrown in. Cause it, at that point, you know, you have someone who's running by the numbers like Jared Mees does, or you have someone who mm-hmm. is a machine who's just programmed to win races like Dallas is, but you know, you throw in a restart or something and boom, how good are you really at that point? And yeah, you can, you can say like, and, um, God, why can't I think of the TT that just happened? Sorry. Brain just blanked out where Dallas. Cox. Da- it, ra- no, not was it? No, it wasn't uh Rasselcock, uh, Illinois, man. Oh, Peoria. I, Peoria. When Dallas went down, you know, he comes oh, right yeah. back, charge into the front again. And I think that, you know, that adds to that victory for me. It's like when you're watching an action movie and nothing's going right and you know, it's going to pan out. You just don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you say Estenson versus uh, Rogers SDI, you know, Estenson's a team. There's 46,000 people in the, in the pits. And then you have like nine people overworking on Jared's bike, but not uh, even nine. There's, I think, it's pretty much Kenny Tolbert, Four? Damon Coca, yeah, Damon Coca, and then they have Jimmy Wood, and occasionally I, I, I think Bubba Bentley, he still comes and helps out. Maybe occasionally, I'm, I haven't been to like a lot of races this year, but yeah, it's, it's a small team where, yeah, I, I saw that too, where they called kind of Dallas the underdog, and I'm thinking, man, I don't know, dude. I mean, as far as his experience compared to Mish, yeah, but. I mean, they they have a fucking infrastructure over there, and it's yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. It's going to be a good one, I guess. I guess the double header thing too. It really, it really kind of adds a bit to it. And Eric, you talked earlier, you know, throughout the the summer, you mentioned that Arizona TT race is going to come back and and be a factor. And and I could see if it was maybe four or five points going into this race, but essentially now it's, it don't really, that one point don't mean shit. I mean, it's basically you, you gotta, you gotta win. I mean, you gotta go there and win, yeah. which actually makes it easier. I think, I mean, well, like with last the year point structure now at being like, what is it? 25, 21, whatever the breakdown is for first. They're not thinking about points. 25, 21, 18. Well, what something. I'm saying is, is that now I just, I can't see the, um, so like if Jared wins on Saturday or whatever that, that first race, I I just can't see Sunday the second day being a factor. I mean, what do you guys think with the new the way the points are broken up 
if he um, wins the first day, then he just has to get second the second day. And I think that takes a lot of stress off his plate, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing kind of for me last year, I think going in the Volusia, I was down nine points and the math was easy. The math was easy. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be easy and it wasn't, but I had to win both races and that's kind of where they're at now. It's like, you got to win the points. There's no calculating, right? There's one point. So Anyway, we'll we'll go into this one and uh yeah, we'll we'll see where we're at, but um appreciate you Ben for coming on. We got got more callers lined up, dude, but thanks for thanks for the insight, man. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate y'all and I hope that the rest of the day is swimming in America. I hope you get rained on. That's what you get filling the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> All right, noted. All right. We'll, All right. we'll, we'll later. You. Yep, see you, bro. <laughs> see ya. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to move into our next caller. Wait, we have two people that called in. So let's uh let's take I know the one. I'll take the I'm going to take the 850 number first. I th- I think is this Rob Robbie Bobby? Hi. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, you done fucked up now. Y'all done, y'all done got me back on here, man. You don't even know what's about to happen. What are we talking about, boys? Let's get right to business. <sighs> Go ahead, Eric. What are, you, what, are, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? I'm trying to freaking figure out a way to hide a goddamn sneaky Pete nitrous bottle on my bike. I want the fen back. Can we sneak that fen back on the bike? You're going to have to call Dave McGrath on that one. Everybody so... in the world like my freaking wing except for Dave McGrath. Can you believe that shit? I had AFT officials taking pictures saying this is the coolest shit I've ever seen quote unquote. And it didn't matter. You look like, oh, wow. uh, like you need to be in a uh, Tokyo drift. Fucking that's the curious. Dude. dude. I told Dalt too. I was like, man, I don't give a shit if this thing works, helps, looks cool. Doesn't look cool. I just want to keep it on there. You remember <laughs> what I might have to, you remember what we did to put on there for my the single short year? track. Oh yeah, dude. Remember everybody, dude, they were bitching before we even got to the track. I had to. Put, uh, we didn't even make it through. Yeah, we went through tech and and got turned around. We had. Uh, Should we tell my them triple about that? clamp? Yeah, it's fine. It's it, dude. That fuck. We can say anything about that year now. It's well over with. But the uh, the triple clamps I had on my bike, they were Durrell, and it had like a you could screw something into like the top of it. And Robbie found like an antenna, <laughs> and he just <laughs> he screwed it into the triple clamps. It it did absolutely nothing, and everybody was like. They were fucking spun out like by this oh, antenna. God. Oh, you God. can't tune. You can't tune from the side of the track. You can't do that. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I'm just checking my emails. And dude, <laughs> it was it was fucking crazy. It was and it was a perfect size too. It was like these little shorty stubby like, you know how what dorks put on like their little Civics and stuff like the fat shorty like kind of yeah, hidden yeah. ones. So it stuck up just enough on the number plate to know it was there. But it was still kind of like it wasn't really hidden, but it was it was like it actually looked. I, Corey might disagree, but I thought it looked the part. And, and I, boy, I liked it. it. Yeah, them. it ruffled some feathers, man. And I thought about putting some on Dalt's back fender too. But after the wing, I was like, man, they're just looking for a re- well, not they, McGrath. Me and McGrath got a good history though, man. Like he's cussed me out at the road races, <laughs> the flat tracks, the pits, the paddock, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. Yeah, he's pretty. What else we talk about he's he's not that hard to get fired up. I mean, he's 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 uh he snaps quick. But I think every every uh, every round, Rob, you should just try and come up with 
just something that looks like you're trying to make a difference, but it, it really will, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just, it's almost like a game, like find the hidden part. Well, it was funny. Um, I don't even know if you talked to Wally at all recently or this year, but he uh, was posting some pictures because, you know, he's a smart NASCAR guy and, and I've got a little bit of history yeah. with race cars, not, not up to his level, but you know, in this game, Arrow is huge when you got all the bikes that are the same. And actually, this is another thing I bought for Corey. Remember the uh, the wheel covers? So in, in Moto3, they started running yeah. wheel covers and road, road racing because that, that class is like the 450 class. Like everybody's on a bike within like three horsepower and there's like 10 guys that could win. And so I ordered these Speedway wheel covers because road race bikes are 17s and 19s are what we ran. And <laughs> once again, head to tech, <laughs> turn around. You can't have them on there. What? And it was one of those things like I'm really good at reading the rule book and like questioning things. My problem is like I should run it by the tech officials, but I don't because I don't want to like I'm not I don't I don't share very well and like so I just show I show up with shit and then nine times out of ten they turn me around and and once again with Corey man I had a few different instances with Corey on his Hondas but uh, bro after yeah, Atlanta. After Atlanta, it was gonna take a lot more than an antenna or wheel covers to save me. I was, bro, I was, I was ready to retire anyway, done. dude. Uh, dude, you wrecked twice in that round too. Like I've, I can count yeah. on one hand the times I've seen you wreck, and three of them were on those freaking Hondas. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, this... really think about it. When's the last time you wrecked three times in one season? Much less three times in five years, bro. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, the fun, the funness of that season fucking got sucked out immediately at that race. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. It, we had like some of the baddest ass looking bikes in the. Yeah, like, looking always. back I mean, now, I, it was fun. Like we had a lot of fun, but that. Fu- I well, mean, well, I'm just saying. Yeah, your kit, your the bikes, your leather, oh, yeah. like everything, like looked proper, and then like you fucking scratched them up like three times <laughs> <laughs> fucking sure I say new this as, as a fan of the sport like one of the i, I don't know if it, i'm thinking it's just something you guys do but like as a fan of the sport what you guys do well that i wish i mean and some do but i wish everybody in the sport would do is like just go the extra two seconds and wipe your fucking number plate off or like have good looking kit or just like there's a lot of marketability in that and you know both your guys's efforts have always done really well with that so like i said like ben and i who was just on the pod rob you know he and i've talked about that a lot is a lot of fans that come into the sport gravitate towards writers and programs that give just a one percent extra more of just like having a clean fucking bike or like a good set of leathers or stuff so you know yeah no that's good to hear well, on that note, though, I mean, Corey can definitely agree with me, like working with Dalton for so many years, you're never not going to be good looking with Dalton. Like, I mean, me, I just always look like a scrub, but like, it don't matter if Dalton gets. Have you track, seen like Rob's visor? To... His visor is never like, it's always Shut fucking up. the vet visor, dude. It's always flapped out. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Hey. Oh, so, so wait, you said there's going to be Springfield preview. Did you guys already preview everything? Or no, we we're getting me we're here get, for comedy. We're, we're having like. <laughs> We're having five or six people call in. And the other person on the line was actually Shayna. And I, I hung up on, on, I hung up on her. She's like, <laughs> I see how it is. So we could, I'm like, dude, Robbie is like a cluster, like to get him on is a lot of work. So you're on the well, pod I now. Did, I did stop doing Springfield prep just to come hang back out with you guys for a few minutes, but it wasn't like to make you feel special or anything. It's just cause it's fucking hot down here. And, and, I mean, I appreciate everybody reaching out. Like we haven't gotten a single drop of rain. I'm I'm like in the California side of Florida. So for those of you that even care, but dude, just, I, mean, I appreciate it. But it's like my, f- 
phone has been like nonstop the last day and a half. Just, and I appreciate it. I'm not even getting, I'm not annoyed or anything, but anyway, so long story short, um, I'm happy to be back to hang out with you guys for a few minutes for sure. Until you, until you kick me off till the next three month vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both, I got two, I have two questions, but I'll, I'll throw one out and I, Eric's probably got something, but yeah, leading into Springfield, obviously it's, it's a season finale. We already kind of hyped it up prior to talking to you. One point separating Dallas and Estenson, Yamaha, parallel twin, James Hart, Tommy Hayden versus Jared Meese, the Indian FTR 750, Kenny Tolbert, Craig Rogers, Jimmy Wood. You couldn't script this better, man. And I, it would be a, a disservice to not have a podcast leading up to this event. Like we don't typically do preview shows, but this one special. So we we're doing it different. We're calling a bunch of different guests and we wanted to get your insight on who's winning this fucking thing and why. Man, honestly, I hate to even say this. And I, I really do, but it's going to, I think it's going to come down to uh, whoever doesn't have any kind of malfunctions. And I'm not saying neither one of them are going to break. I don't want that to happen either, but both the writers, in my opinion, like I love them both. Like I do anything in the world for both of them. They're like my brothers, but uh Man, like, I want both of them to win this thing for a couple of reasons. I'll be brief on this, but like me, it's like he's the animal. Like, like we've said before, like never fucking count the guy out ever. And he knows how to get the job done. Like, I wouldn't be surprised right now if he was already running the race in his head, like figuring out, like, all right, am I gonna be able to lead off a four or can I draft this fucking Yamaha? But then it's and it's like you want him to get that another championship because. You know, nobody thought Scotty Parker's record was going to be even close, and here we are. So that would be, like, an amazing feat. But then again, like, selfishly, I kind of don't want him to win for a couple reasons because I think he's going to keep racing until he gets that title, and I want to see him still racing. I don't care if it's on an Indian or if next year's rules change or what. But Dallas, I want him to win because I love him to death, too. He's an amazing rider. It's a Yamaha. It's completely different, like a parallel twin. Nobody in the last – what 60 years has won a championship on a parallel engine wait b smith i'm sorry so let me rephrase fuck well i fucked that one all up i don't know i just the yamaha as much effort as they put into it and, and yeah you know essence has got a nice checkbook i guess you could say but dude the work that they've put in to make that yamaha even more competitive and Corey, you'll agree you said your yamahas are really freaking good but do you think the essence is on another level because man i mean they've come a long way from where that thing started and uh I just think it'd be good for the sport, man. Like a Japanese brand in 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 an ideal world, like it'd be cool if Cali was like, "Holy shit!" Like Yamaha did that, we can support him. And then maybe here comes KTM with some more support for twins. Like to see that it's not just an American brand winning the American series. Does that make sense? No, that yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, and absolutely. So like, obviously, I really want them both to win. Like I wish they would just fucking tie, and Jared still gets his championship, <laughs> but Dallas gets his. I mean, we can't even say they'd have to fight over it because, let's be honest, Jared would tie Dallas into a pretzel. Nick would have to come and save him. <laughs> but but uh, it'd be fun to watch. But, uh, man, I just – I just, I really want them both to win, man. We've never been in this situation. And, honestly, if Breyer was even closer or B-Rob or any of the other guys, like, I like, I want all the guys to win. But, uh, realistically, out of those two, man, like, my heart says that, that Jared's going to do whatever it takes to get it done. But then it's like – Dallas, you would never expect him to do good on – I mean, not do good, but you wouldn't expect him to excel on certain tracks, and he's already got a grand slam. So, clearly, he's come to grips with, with all the uh, the types of tracks. So, man, I, all I know is that if you're not at Springfield, you're a fucking idiot. That's all I'm going to say because it's going to be awesome. 
So with that being said, uh, which part with, the fucking awesome? Yeah. The fucking awesome part. You know, I'm, I was born and raised in Springfield, Illinois. I went to elementary school three blocks away from the Springfield mile. Uh, you know, I see the change that Springfield goes Wait, under. Did you know Abe Lincoln? I did know Abe Lincoln. Yes. No, I didn't. Okay, cool, um, cool. I've been to his, I've been to his grave. It's like, you have to go to his grave. When I've been there. School. It's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, actually pretty cool. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah. So now that we're going to turn this into a tourism podcast for Springfield, what do you think <laughs> about um, the end of season banquet being at Springfield? I know the the food side Ugh. of Springfield is fucking awful. It's not something that I would ever be proud of. What do you What do you think about like that fucking right after they're doing the the banquets there in Springfield? It's like God. I'm just like Rob's got me. He's I'm already like, Rob already has reservations at Deja Vu for immediately after oh, the banquet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, no, actually, actually, Rob is headed straight home. I don't even think I'm going to go to the banquet. Um, oh. I mean, it's it's fun, but honestly, man, like I've got so much stuff going on here. Not that anybody gives two fine shits, but um, there's a couple big road races I'm going to do as well. So, like, I'm literally going to drive home and then start working on my road race bikes for the following weekend not that it matters oh, yeah. like i could totally go to the banquet but like you said like i don't know like the last four or five years the banquet's been like badass like nothing it's gonna be hard to top Corey as the captain of the ship that was my favorite of course we also got a nice New York? trophy too but yeah i love yeah. that one yeah that one was awesome but, but like just going i'm assuming it's just in a hotel or something like i don't know i'm just i'm not as excited obviously because we're not really in the hunt to win anything so i'm being selfish and biased there admittedly but like i, I need a reason to bring a party when it's not just like a party and and yeah well i don't know do, i mean i know everybody helmets have will go uh you think any helmets will go missing this year man that was crazy dude i'd be pissed <laughs> if i was b-rob but i don't know the whole ins and outs of that all i know is i guess he got his helmets back but uh yes i know it was like a misunderstanding from what i understand or what i was told but Either way, man, like, <laughs> the good thing is nobody's ever going to want to steal my helmet. So I don't have to worry yep. about that. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, God, this thing smells like shit and washed up cabbage that's been rotting in the ocean for like four years. And then they filled it up with a baby's diaper. Like, my helmet's raunchy, dude. And your visor's way and too I, low. Um, and, I, dude, I have a Bell deal kind of like, and I still just have the same three year old helmet. <laughs> In closing, man, we'll let you we'll let you roll. But I I wanted to just in closing, how do you feel? How do you feel your your guys' season was? Obviously, you started off really strong, and you had a, a few races there that were struggle. He looked really good at Castle Rock. I was I was waiting for him to make a move there, man. I really was at Castle Rock. I sh I shot him a text. I'm like, bro, go for that. So, um, you know, your thoughts on on Dalton's season. And do you guys know what you're doing next year? What's the, what's the plan going into the off season? Cause it's a longer off season this year. Yeah, it's a long off season. I'm actually looking forward to it just cause I wasn't super excited about the season. It seems like there was so many back to back to back to back to backs and then like a two week break and then a bunch more back to back to back to backs. Um, and that was tough on us for a couple of reasons. Uh, the main one is just developing dude. Like, I don't know how many people know this, but like, the first start of the season was great because it was like short tracks. And then, you know, Sonoya he's been to before and, and we have a good, we have a really good short track TT program, which, you know, engine program. I mean, a lot of people think, well, well, the short tracks just run a stock motor or whatever. But um, long story short, when we started getting to the bigger tracks, you know, with help of Vance and Hines, we had like six different cams we were trying and 
and admittedly, some of them just didn't work the way we wanted. We found some other stuff later on in the season that, that you saw our results. We never really got back to the podium until, obviously, Castle Rock. But I feel like we made progress. It's just that a small team like that, man, like we're on the road. So, for instance, there were some times where we, I would leave a race, drive the bike to Van – or drive the van to Vance and Hines, leave the bikes there, and pick them up before the next weekend – just to try a different cam because these things, the, the 23s are a lot different than the 19 to 22s, which we're familiar with. And honestly, rolling in, we're like, oh man, we, we know where to go and what to do. Well, obviously everybody else did a lot of work in the off season as well, especially the blue bikes and the red bikes, you know, hats off to those guys. Um, and it, we didn't find our way in the middle of the season. And you could tell like with a rider like Dalton too, confidence is key with every racer. And, and we just were getting our dicks knocked in the dirt and, even though we knew that we were making progress and the bikes were getting a little bit better and better, it just wasn't enough soon enough. And that's where like, it'd be nice that we had like a three week break a few times a year. But um, I mean, obviously being, being straight up honest, I wish we, we both wish we had better results. Um, but you know, it's not easy developing a motorcycle kind of by yourselves, just with Vance and Hines being so into the baggers, so into their drag race stuff. Like, you know, they couldn't focus all their attention on us, which in an ideal world, it'd be great. But now I feel like we're a little more competitive. You know, we'll see at Springfield, you know, if we can draft the red bikes or the blue bikes, which seems to be the thing everybody's after. Um, as far as Castle Rock goes, you know, we're, we definitely were bummed out. Like Dalton was extremely upset that he didn't get the job done. But at the same time, I'm proud of him because being at that track, it was a great track, great event, great facility, everything. I love everything about it. Just that the track itself is very hard to pass on and he's, he's always going to be known as aggressive rider, but I don't think anybody will, there might be a couple people, but he don't have that slamming Sammy uh, reputation to where, you know, he's going to just wreck or move somebody. And I'm glad cause I like Trevor a lot too. And I'd hate that if Dalton Trevor wrecked each other or something, you know, I wish the results were the opposite, but um, you know, it is what it is, man. He, you can't say he didn't give his hundred percent effort. I mean, he put a hellaciously good pass on, um, uh, Tanner to get back into second, but he pulled right back up on, on Trevor, but Trevor rode a perfect race, man. You know, at that track, you've got to hold your line. You've got to be consistent. And Corey, that's like, you, that's your name of the game. There is just hitting your marks to every lap. And, and Trevor did that and Dalton did as well, but there just wasn't enough difference in speed to make a difference. Does that make sense? You know, like I think that if Dalton could have gotten around Trevor, he might've pulled a little bit of a gap possibly, but we'll never know, you know, because, again, he, he wasn't going to wreck anybody to make a pass as much as we want to, as much as we talk shit about other riders or, or, or aggressive racing. You know, like, I don't want him ever coming back in the pits and me having to defend him against, you know, an, an angry swarm of blue shirts. So, um, you know, it's a bummer, but that's that's part of racing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, – he, he still had a good year, man. Like, he had some good races, and I know – I know he'll build on it. Like I talk about, about Dalton's talent level pretty much like very frequently on this podcast. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys come up with, man. And thanks for, for coming on the pod. I actually, I think Shane is on now. So we're going to, we're going to keep, keep the train rolling. I, I know I'll never forget when you uh, curled up in the hotel bed with Shane back, back in the Hey, We got the photographic bed. proof. Yeah, yeah, that was photographic proof. But that was before Briar. This so Briar, Briar doesn't. She shouldn't be, de, you know, jealous of me over that. I mean, there's a lot of things Briar can be jealous of: my riding, my looks, my heights. But you know, not Shayna. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have anything to worry about there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, good luck to you guys, and 
Uh, <laughs> you're, thanks, you're, thanks for having you're, me back on. I hope I didn't get kicked off. No, nah, you're one of a kind, man. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Hey, y'all be good. Now, uh, Corey, I'll see you in Springfield, right? No, nah, man, I won't be there. I got mini cup, so. But I'll see oh, you soon. Oh shit, man! I'll see yeah. you soon. Yeah, you got to quit that shit. Just kidding. Buddy. I, love you guys. I, I love it. Yep. Peace. Okay, later. All right, man. Hey, well, there's Robbie Bobby for you. We a little something light for the for the people. <laughs> Switching gears completely, we have Shayna on the line. What's good? Oh, not too much. Just you know, coming off a big fifty cc win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shayna was. Uh, yeah, you guys had to. Mechanic. You guys had to dig for that. Oh man, that one. That one was not easy. It. Uh, it yeah, it was tough. <laughs> What did, uh, tell him what Cruz, what he said to you when we we're trying to give him advice. What did, tell him what, what he said to you. Oh yeah. He, um, Corey and I were trying to give him advice cause memes was on it. This little, little girl racing actually went a cruise with fifties and girl was flying all weekend, which was really cool to see. But, um, yeah, so Corey and I were trying to give Cruz advice, how to get through the corners cause they're a little bit rough. And he looked at us and he was like, you guys, think at racing you'll never win again and then he looked at me and he was like you haven't even ever beat cody or max whale and i kind of chuckled and i said yes i have i said i even i even beat uncle briar once no you haven't he don't even race singles <laughs> so yeah, off. it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty challenging oh. being a mechanic for a five-year-old <laughs> oh no, there's no definitely I because I've I've shown my niece the the clip of you uh smoking Briar and she thought that was rad. So no, there's definitely there's definitely proof out there. <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bring up that old YouTube link and show Cruz. Maybe I'll get a little respect. Yeah. Put some respect <laughs> on your name. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for calling in twice. Good. Sorry, Robbie's Robbie's a lot harder to get a hold of than you are. So when he calls in, I had to I had to make sure I jumped on it but yeah i think this is the first time in my career i finished second to uh to robbie so congrats robbie <laughs> oh yeah Let's see if you'll ever live let you live that one down uh, i love it well it's so been uh, going uh yeah go ahead, go ahead, no you go no i was gonna say going into uh going into springfield you know i i've been rooting for you all year you know you've got uh uh a great bike and it always kind of seems on these miles you've just the bad luck bears just kind of popped up and um i'm you know you've had some time away from the track to kind of get the mile bike back going um are you super exciting uh super excited leading into this this springfield round because i think it's going to be as a fan the first time we see like the Shayna back on the mile with you know time on these bikes getting them prepped and yeah just kind of talk about where you guys are in your program leading into Springfield yeah I mean you know kind of backing up what Robbie said these 23 KTMs have been very difficult to uh to find power and uh I you know showing up to Sacramento and you know I blew an engine up there on the first lap which was supposed to be my mile bike and then you know we went to the next mile did the same thing um that was that was rough um so i 
didn't really have, I guess, the, the best bikes to compete with, you know, these guys on, on the miles. And I've struggled in, for once, I would say, in my career with, with straightaway speed on these mile racetracks and trying to keep up and, and getting drafted and pulled around by, you know, some guys that, you know, I've never before I've had to race with. So it's been a little bit challenging. Um, so few, I would say a few months ago, I, um, actually shipped an engine out to uh to Mike Stalford just to try to shift gears a little bit and, and try something else um so for Springfield I, I will have a brand new engine to try um see so be interesting to see where we're at um I don't think we're completely there yet with the combination that you know gives me the fastest KTM on the racetrack but I feel like Springfield's kind of a unique track in the past where, you know, you don't always need the fastest bike. You, you got to play a little bit smart, stay in the draft, especially on these 450s and play the chess game. Yeah, it's, uh, that's good to hear. I know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a large contingency of Shana supporters. So for them to be able to hear that, you know, I was like, all right, we're getting our hands dirty this round. We got a good uh, mile bike, new engine and stuff. That's, that's really exciting to hear. And uh, definitely is, going to get the people excited it's going to be a great uh great event when yeah uh, no definitely i mean kind of going like what robbie said it's you know we we built our program so late um you know like 45 days or something crazy leading up to daytona and you know in one respect it's been really cool that the season's been so condensed and we've been able to keep racing because i know last year we felt like we sat around a lot but this year with being a brand new team it's like man we, we definitely could have used a little bit more time between races to make some of these adjustments that we just didn't have time to. How close were we to inking a deal for me to ride your bikes at Castle Rock? <laughs> uh, I thought about it. I thought hard about it, but um, yeah, we just, we, we just couldn't get the deal done. <laughs> I was, I was ready. Yeah. talked about. It's all he ever talked about leading up to it. I was ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, brother, sister, they just you just can't agree on any terms. So we just we just couldn't figure it out. We're all learning yeah. a little bit of insight into the texture household as you guys grew up. So <laughs> <laughs> what has uh have you had to yell at yell at anybody this year on the track? I mean, you're you're kind of spicy, but at the same time, you're getting older, so you have a little bit more patience, it seems like. What is it, how's it been this year, kind of mixing it up with the, like the newer riders and, and the rookies and things like that? Have you had to, have you come off the track and flipped anybody off or anything? Like, what is that? How's the tempers been? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, look, we're all, we're all out there trying to, to race and, you know, race our heart out. But uh, I will say as, you know, like, as I've gotten older, I am more patient, but I also see things you know that sometimes I question and wonder why why so uh I will say at at uh to coin on the last lap uh I definitely came off the track and and yelled at uh at one of the racers Taryn just because uh he decided to saw our front ends off <laughs> three of us uh you know battling back for 15th which is you know it's it's one thing when you're racing a mile at those speeds and you're going forward on the last lap to win the race but it's another one we're back there battling for like couple hundred bucks for 15th place so i just really just wanted him and you know use his head and be smart so we can get to the next one and i am currently pulling up the highlights of the i don't know i want to go back and watch <laughs> that see what see that see that drama but now so switching gears to Shana. so 
leading into Springfield, kind of what we've been doing on this uh, preview pod is kind of getting uh, insider knowledge on what people think. Uh, you know, it's hard to think back on a, um, a season ending with this much on the line, this epic uh, great battle going on between Dallas and Jared and kind of want to get your opinion. You know, what, who do you uh, who are you picking and uh, and why? Uh, I'll be honest. Um, I'm pretty neutral. Um, you know, I have Bauman attached to my last name and unfortunately we're, we're not in it. So, you know, because we're not in it, I don't, I don't necessarily care, um, who wins it, to be honest. Uh, we, we still have a battle in our hands for third place with Briar and JD. So it's kind of been more my that. I mean, it's been great watching Dallas and me all year battle it out, but I'll be honest. I'm, I'm pretty neutral there. All right, well then, what's That's your fair. wallet say? You got to put a thousand dollars down yeah, on one of go. the one of the riders. Who you picking? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to to not pick me on a mile for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been the general safe safe bet. Safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. What are we thinking? Finishing the year in Springfield, and then we'll let you go. What 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 what's your thoughts on? Because this is all new, right? I mean, we've never finished that I can think of. Well, maybe back in the sixties or some shit, but we, we've never finished at Springfield on Labor Day weekend. So long off season finishing in Springfield banquets, probably at some Midwest hotel, red roof in. I mean, what are we thinking? What's the thoughts? It's at the Abraham Lincoln. Didn't you get your tickets? No, I I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. I went to a, I went to Uh, a wedding reception there and it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. You'll have fun. No, it'll be good. No, I mean, I think it's, I'm excited. I think, you know, it's cool to be finishing at the, you know, Springfield. There's a lot of history there. Everybody wants to win that race. So, you know, if you do come out on top, I feel like it's a little extra special heading into the off season. And, um, you know, I know for our team, we're excited to have a long off season and get to work to to be ready to, you know, go after the championship again in, in 2024 and, um, you know, continue to build our program. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Where where are you where are you at right now? Are you in are you in Illinois or? I am. I'm in Illinois. So I uh, went and raced. Well, helped cruise with Hagerstown all weekend, and then dino with my bike in Charlotte, North Carolina, and and now I'm out here in Illinois, just just waiting, ready. Well, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Have you ever had a horseshoe? Have you either one of you guys ever had a horseshoe in Springfield? Yeah, I have. I haven't, but I've I've heard about them. All right, so you're 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 in Illinois, you know. Just uh, just go try one out. They're they're worth it. It's it's the they redeeming suck, ball, bro. They're Springfield. not good. No, no they're shut not. your mouth. You they're not good, mouth. dude. Come Darcy's on. Darcy's pint, right? You, yeah, Darcy's pint. You can't have yeah, them until after the race. You'll, exactly. You'll feel that the whole two days. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, just go uh go get some and then go to the banquet and uh you know let loose. Let sure. loose. No, we're, we're She'll have a Shirley this, Temple. Like said, end the season, and uh, yeah, I'll have my Shirley Temple. Temple, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling, and good luck. <laughs> Thank you. You guys too. Mini cup. Let's get it done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, there's uh, we've had a couple. It's been like challenging for me to try and text everybody all these. <laughs> all these numbers and times and people are calling it at different times we've never done this before it's like speed dating yeah well i fuck i don't i've never have you ever speed dated when you were in school or anything no 
No, I just I've seen it on like TV and stuff. No, uh, younger Eric did not speed date. He was. Did no. you um? <laughs> have you ever seen the forty year old virgin when they when they did the yeah. speed date? <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was Evan. I I like made him watch the made him watch it and so many good one-liners from that movie and he's like what is it Gina and oh it's actually Gina. <laughs> the girl. Such it's like a, a man. Movie. Oh my god. I hope Evan liked it because like if he didn't like it I'd just feel really old. Like it's not that old of a movie but these kids damn it they just don't get it. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. I that movie is so underrated. It's one of those movies where the more I watch it, the the better, the better yep. it is. Uh, all right. Well, we're waiting for some more guests calling in, but yeah, this has been a good one. I I probably do three no, or four good. more here, and then I got to go out in the garage and get Cruz's bikes ready for for mini cup. And then actually, if all goes well, I'm not super exhausted. We're gonna do a flat track. Flat track race Sunday. It's a TT. We're going to do mini cup Saturday and TT on Sunday. So big weekend. When, oh, you, nice. are you, when are you guys racing next? Yeah. His next race is um, they're doing a triple header out here at Spokane. And then he's, uh, he's got, actually got four days of racing uh, going on. He's got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but the Sunday is in Billings um, at their last race of the year. It's the, also the last gnhc west uh round uh for the west um so we're gonna he should have his 65 by then so he's gonna start uh transitioning over that because he turned seven so um i i'm i don't shy away from it these fucking cobras are finicky and they're dangerous so i'm i'm excited for him to just get back you know into like a a, a normal fucking 65 and and have at it so i don't know what your thoughts are on it like i you know cruz has got a lot of experience on them but uh, we what's can do that, the cobras on what I, yeah on these cobras i, I like the cobras are, i've i've heard woo. a lot of horror stories on them but i i like them yeah. like, i I, th- I think they're fine i mean his is a his is a uh it's the junior model so like the only thing i don't like is the small wheels and the wheelbase yeah, but yeah. i mean i haven't really had any well the, i had a clutch it clutch issue at nationals which i blame your kid for for, for yeah, hyping yeah, him no, up the sure. rev rev the Let's bike oh hey we're playing we're playing psychological mind warfare <laughs> man we gotta we gotta get it going i'm like what no. the fuck are you doing get off the gas like, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man yeah, no. and then smoke's yeah, no. pouring out of the engine i'm like oh my gosh dude here we go but let's go yeah uh, no, next... the big thing for us has always just been the the carburetors they're kind of a pain in the ass but yeah let's go on to the next Next on the call, we got a good one. We got Jesse Janish. What's good, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Just hanging out. Got a day off today. Got the old Florida hurricane coming through, but uh, it missed us by quite a way. So just a little windy and kind of gloomy. We didn't even get a lot of rain. Love to hear that. I have a, a house not too far from where you're at. So that's that's good news. I, I didn't even know there was a hurricane, to be honest. I, I just found that out a couple of days ago. So Good news for that man, um, dude. You had a you had a big big bagger crash, um, man. It was what about a month ago now, month and a half ago. When was that? But talk about that, dude, and and what you've been up to since then. Because for flat track fans, we haven't seen you at the track in a while. Yeah, I think uh, bigger the motorcycle, bigger the crash. Maybe I don't know. Those things are a little heavy, and uh, I had one chase me through a wall. So uh, I was, I guess, pretending to be the Kool-Aid man and trying to take somebody's wall down. 
uh, wasn't the best situation. Uh, broke my femur. It was like seven weeks ago now. Um, had surgery that night in Illinois, and then was fortunate that Mark Muth and Randy Triplett came and got me in red and drove me back to Florida. So outside of that, just uh, been hanging out down in Florida, going to work, selling Harley. Yeah, so and uh, are you able now? Are you at a point now post crash where you're able to start working again? Because I know like being mobile is you know kind of the bread and butter of what you were doing for you know a job outside of racing. Yeah, I mean, I've been working since two weeks after I crashed. So, uh, oh, that's back good. To work. That's good. Yeah, I've been back to work for over a month now. Nice. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy because the femur's no joke. I mean, that's obviously the the biggest bone in the body, and and uh, how soon they have people walking now after breaking your femur. It's it's actually crazy, but no, that was a gnarly crash, man. I watched that and golly man it was a couple feet from what hitting the air fence and you ended up in a tire wall and that sucked to see dude and i know this season's been really weird for you and it, it sucks for me to see too because i know how good you were riding last year on that vance and Hines bike and and then you kind of jumped on the ktm and you had decent speed on that thing but for whatever reason it just like didn't seem to work as well as you would have liked i guess and you can touch upon that a little bit but what what has that been like as far as getting on that KTM and what were the biggest struggles on that bike that you've kind of encountered on it? Just, uh, going in a circle, really. I think outside <laughs> of that, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, the old Suzuki that was good at going in a straight line, but it didn't like to turn. Yeah, I don't even know if we like to go in a straight line much for a little bit there. Uh, no, nah, I mean, it's just it's just different. Uh, obviously, I hopped on the Vance and Hines Harley well after a lot of people rode that motorcycle and you could say ironed out a lot of the kinks, um, whereas the KTM is kind of on the opposite side of that spectrum. I mean, you can see it with Breyer. In my opinion, he's the most talented guy in the class. And you're certainly seeing, especially as of late, a couple mistakes and everything else. Uh, his results have been really up and down for a guy that's usually really, really consistent. I mean, on the Indian, he was crazy consistent every race, right? Um, whereas you're seeing some inconsistencies this year. And I think that all just comes down to a new bike, a new chassis, R&D. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that you have to iron out with a bike like that. So um, just, yeah, just, uh, just kind of hopping on a different end of the spectrum with that uh that new project yeah and what are your thoughts on the class this year i mean obviously they combined the production twins and the super twins so a lot of the guys you raced with last year cameron smith and colby and ben lau a lot of them are racing in johnny lewis a lot of them are racing in that super twins class now and honestly like a lot of them have had decent results i mean i think ben had a fourth on the tt Johnny Lewis has, hey, he's had some up and down results, but he's had a couple decent ones. Cameron Smith just uh, came off a of fifth. What are your thoughts on that class this year and mainly the production guys that you raced with last year? I mean, any surprises? Shoot, I'm a bad guy to ask. I haven't even watched all the races. Um, I mean, I think they're finishing kind of right where they're supposed to be. Uh, I mean, I still think the guys in the Super Tunes class have a little bit more elite talent. Um, but I mean, you're seeing like Vanderkoy struggling a little bit this year and obviously, uh, 
you know, Bronson's on a different manufacturer. So it was kind of a good, and especially like with Briar too, Briar hops on a different manufacturer. So has his struggles. I think it was a good year for um, the classes to combine and a good year for a lot of those production guys to put up some good results uh, with kind of the changes happening with some of the full-time super twins riders going on. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, the races I have watched uh, have been some good racing. There was like that, I think it was like West Virginia or New York that the couple little race slumped there where uh, they were talking about how slippery those tracks were. Those are some really good races there for a little bit. I definitely tried to tune into all the main events. Um, I work Saturdays, so it's a little bit more difficult. I can't really watch it live. So, yeah. So going into the, the, the final rounds in Springfield, um, I believe it was yesterday, uh, some big knowledge or some big uh, information came out of the Waller Brown camp and interested to get your opinion. You have intimate knowledge of that bike and that team and have raced Vanacoy for a number of years. What, um, what do you think, um, you know, could be capable with that bike and with Jared and, you know, Springfield Wally, just kind of get your take. You know, those guys going racing. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Springfield. <laughs> Crazy. Who knew? Um, yeah. Who knew? I mean, honestly, I, I haven't ridden the bike that, uh, Vandercoy is more than likely going to be riding. So, um, kind of hard to say, I guess the direction that they've gone. I, I know he went, I do know he went testing, um, easy enough to follow him on snap maps. So I know he went testing like a couple weeks ago. So, um, uh, man, he'd be the better guy to ask than me. I, uh, I actually haven't ridden the bike that he's going to be racing. So, um, I know that they, I know they have, if they make the right changes, I know that their package, uh, is definitely possible of being absolutely upfront. Um, so I, I know a couple changes. I think it was only a couple changes away from being a bike, in my opinion, good enough to win a national. So um, it definitely has some really good potential. Uh, but to be straight honest, I have no idea what changes they've made. So um, I don't know if it's going to be there. I think there's definitely the possibility, though. And Vanderkoy is obviously a phenomenal rider. Um, I think he's definitely one of the guys that can hop on a motorcycle and make it go fast no matter what. So um, if anybody can do it, certainly he can. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if we talked about this when we had you on for like your full pod or your full interview, but I don't even know. All right, I'm going to anyway. We're we're waiting for the next call. I have a couple more. I have a couple more questions for you, but talk about the talk about the battles with Johnny Lewis on the last day of the season at at Volusia. Yeah, Johnny Lewis can get fucked. <laughs> uh, going back if i'm having like a tough day or something and i i go back and i watch i watch the footage from that second day it was dicey man and i yeah i just i just wanted to i don't know kind of pry a little bit on, on that deal again so i couldn't even I don't know that ever one racer that's going to somehow make up 137 points with only 25 points on the line at the last race of the year man jl10 can pull it off so everybody better be watching out with their front tires at springfield mile because he's going for the championship <laughs> i just <laughs> i just uh after watching that i was like bro do you guys not like each other and you're like i don't know i don't even talk to him so i don't know it was uh there was i had to pry on that a little bit but going speaking of springfield sorry man I, I can't. um speaking of springfield 
uh, going into <laughs> going into the the last round here, we have pretty close points battle with Dallas Daniels and Jared Meese. And you've been around the sport a long time, dude. Like you have so much, you're pretty fucking humble with your insight and your knowledge. And you say you don't watch the races, but I know, you know, what's going on with the riders and things like that, just because you're, you're just, you grew up in the sport, right? So Dallas and Jared going into Springfield with everything that's happened this year, one point separating the two double header, what are your thoughts, man? Who who wins this thing and why? I mean, personal opinion, I think Jared Meese gets it done 99 times out of 100. Uh, I think he just has a lot of experience on his side. Um, he's obviously got Kenny Tolbert, and he rocks on every mile. And Springfield's his place. I mean, he's won it a bunch of times. Shoot, I don't even know the statistics, but he's won it, I feel like, every time the last several times we've been there. Um, and I think what's honestly unthought about it, I know Dallas has won two championships in the singles class, and the one was pretty difficult there with Max Whale going down to, I think it was Volusia in 21, but uh, I just think, I mean, Corey, you know you won a championship, and I know last year, uh, me and you, I mean, I had almost no pressure that last day. All I had to do, I think, was finish the main, and dude, I couldn't ride a motorcycle. Like, and I felt perfectly fine until all of a sudden I was in that main event and I knew all I had to do was circulate and I could barely circulate around the track. Um, I think with Dallas and it being, you know, a premier championship, I think that pressure is going to be tough, especially on day two, if they're still within five points of each other. Um, I think that pressure is just going to weigh in a lot, uh, even though he's a phenomenal rider. I mean, I think he's outrageously talented, of course, and dude, he's ridden the wheels off that thing all year to put himself in this position. I just think Jared has experience and Jared's really, really good at Springfield and he's always got his bike dialed in. And yeah, it's, it's I think Jimmy Wood and Kenny don't get enough credit for that at times, but uh, I just think Jared's going to be dialed in. And I think as long as there's nothing crazy weather-wise or no mechanicals, I just, my money would be put on Jared. What do you think going in again to piggyback off that uh, to what extent do you think uh, teammates will play into this battle? Do you see uh, JD being a factor? And and do, I, honestly, I think it's completely warranted at this point. You know, your, your teammates got a chance to win it, but do you do you see JD uh, becoming a factor at any point? I mean, I don't, but. I think you guys are looking at like teammates. I think the series though is looked at it like at times it's been a Stenson versus the rest of the paddock. So if you want to okay. look at it like that, Jared's got what 16 other teammates on the track. So oh, yeah. look at it that way. I think that Jared's got plenty of teammates on the track also. Um, there's obviously been a little bit of uh, a feud there with uh, the big blue versus the rest when it comes to some of like the decisions that I've made and question marks maybe with the rule book and things. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could look at it like Dallas has one teammate on the track, but I think Mies might have 16 others. So um, I don't know. That's just my opinion, I guess a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't personally think it. I think JD has got a lot of pride and I think he works his butt off. I don't, I don't know if he would, uh, I don't know if he'd be, willing to pull over to, to let somebody else win to be honest uh i think he works really hard and i think if he's in a position to win i think he's going to do it so um maybe i'm way off base but uh, i guess that's why we tune in and we watch yeah i don't i don't think you're wrong i think if it's you know if it's can, in contention for a win if like obviously jd and dallas are 
somehow they they check out a little bit and they're going for a win. I think JD's not going to give up a win, but I think if there's a situation where maybe they're battling for third or fourth early in the race, I think, you know, maybe, maybe JD sits behind Dallas and he's not, not making his life too hectic for that scenario, maybe, but I would, I would agree. What with about, that. what about this? If he, he's running block for, uh, you know, uh, Dallas, like he, he basically, you know, like JL 10 and Daytona where he's like holding up the paddock and there's like a freight train behind him. Do you see Boz, both of you guys, is, do you see Jared or do you see JD being in a position where he's, he's like that? He's like, all right, I'm going to hold this guy up. I mean, Springfield miles about 120 feet wide of race line. So yeah. you're going to have to have bigger than JL 10 mirrors to be able to block everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I'd agree. Yeah. There's really nowhere, nowhere you can block. And I don't think Jared's going to, even if it was a, a single file groove, like, like say say it was Appalusia. I mean, if if there's a title on the line and and uh, Jared's not gonna fucking wait. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna go forward. I mean, he doesn't he does not care about making friends out there. And that's kind of some <laughs> of these guys, honestly, like Briar and you know, there's a lot of guys out there. Maybe B Rob Vanderkoy, a lot of these riders that they're friends with a lot of people and they have heavy emotions. Where Meese is kind of he don't give a fuck, dude. So I think that actually helps him and in situations like this where he's just one goal in mind and fucking he'll take his, he'll move his grandma out of the way to get it done. So I don't, obviously I don't think he'll do anything on a mile, like as far as that goes, but that mindset, you know, like he's not gonna, he's not gonna settle. He, he, he really wants to, wants to win this. Did you listen to him on Pope Jesse last night? No, I'm actually going to listen to it tomorrow. So I haven't, uh, I haven't heard it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> that the guys won eight championships right so he's definitely not scared to move grandma yeah yeah he was on for those listening pulp mx it's probably the biggest moto podcast with uh steve mathis and he was on there yesterday uh talking about kind of the race and leading up to it it's actually a really good interview so if you guys get a chance uh for some extra insight on on that scenario you can uh you can tune into that as well but appreciate you man are you What's your, what's your game plan moving forward? I, you know, you're, you're working now, you're selling Harleys up at Adamac, Harley Davidson. And are you, which one are you at? I know there's like three or four or five locations. Yeah, we got five locations, uh, four different Harley stores and I work in St. Augustine. So I'm there Friday through Tuesday every week. Is there any scenario where you go racing next year? I mean, with, with the right, with the right offer or ride or, you know, are you going to get back on the bagger? I mean, where, where, where are we at with your, with the JJ one racing career? What's, what's the move? Shoot, man. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have any <laughs> offers. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, when, when you can barely make the main at the red mile, I don't think a lot of people come calling. So uh, yeah. I guess if I, call, that was what happened. Yeah. But do that. I mean, come on. That was, <laughs> I was, I was, I'm surprised you finished the race to be honest. Cause that thing yeah, was, was kind of scary. Well, I didn't. But... Oh, you didn't, no, you pulled in. Okay. Take that back. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was over it. I pulled in. So, yeah. uh, I don't, um, I certainly need to get knee surgery. So, uh, I guess we kind of have to go that route first, but, uh, I definitely like to get on the bagger. I really enjoy riding them. I really enjoy road racing. 
Um, and that team has been a lot of fun to work with. They're super, super cool. Uh, for those that don't know, I race for Fueling Parts. Um, they make a lot of parts for Harley Davidson touring baggers. And uh, yeah, those guys are great. I really enjoyed uh, my time with them so far, and I really enjoyed racing. Um, it's actually pretty cool. The guys that I'm racing against are all previous dirt trackers uh, in the BRL series. So I really enjoyed that. And I definitely like to continue with that if I can. Um, but I'm not really sure what's going to go there either. So I don't know. Just uh, I guess I will not patiently wait by the phone because I have no idea if it's even going to call. So hopefully if it calls, it's somebody wanting to buy a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I it's well, you got a longer off season this year to hopefully hopefully people call you because obviously you're, you still know how to ride a bike based off last year it would have been really cool to see you out there on that vance and hines harley because i think you would have surprised a lot of people on that on that bike but hopefully hopefully we get you back on the dirt i mean you're not retired so you there's still a chance we see you out there someone's got to call you i just stopped posting that i'm retired altogether on social media by just not posting at all as much as much as possible on social media so uh yeah we'll just go from there I love, I love when you uh, call, call some of the fans out. Like you're one of the only riders that just kind of calls them out when they need to be called out. Like you'll throw a ha ha or, or something on something stupid. Some, some of the fans say, and, and you'll, you'll call them out and I'm just like, yeah, get them. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that, that you don't really, that you kind of do that. It just, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's like a silent assassin, man. I like to just come in there real quiet a little bit every once in a while and then dip back out as quick as possible. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, I'll see you soon. I'm coming down to Florida. I miss I miss Florida, man. It's like my second home and good to hear from you, man. It's it's cool. I, I miss I miss racing you, but it's cool to get get some insight. You you definitely have a wealth of knowledge, man. So it's cool to get you on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys calling me and uh yeah, I paid a little bit of attention enough to know that uh that Mies is only leading by like 15 points, right? So it's going to be a good finale. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that, bud. Oh. All right. We'll, we'll oh. chat you soon. Is it only one point? Okay. All right, yeah. cool. Well, Just uh, take away the five. Pay... All right. Cool, boys. I appreciate the call and uh, have a good show. All right, Janish. See you, buddy. Later. Oh, he's hilarious. I love, I love Jesse J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, it's one of those things where you've got to really know his personality, uh, whenever you're chatting with him and, yeah. uh, he's fine. He is low key fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good time, man. We, we really get each other. I, I've it's, it sucked racing him for a title. Cause I really like, I like him and it was, I wish it was somebody I didn't like. Cause I I've said it multiple times. I really think I would have won last year if I was racing somebody <laughs> that I didn't like. Cause I just would have refused to let that fucking guy beat me. <laughs> and uh, for Janish, I was low key happy for him. Like the whole year it's like, fuck man, I got, it's hard to, and that's kind of interesting about Dallas and Jared too. I mean, if you listen to the Pulp show, Jared was very complimentary of Dallas on that show last night. And he had nothing bad to say about Dallas. He was very complimentary. So it's uh interesting dynamic where they're he's they're just playing of, mind games he's just playing mind games if he was playing mind <laughs> games i think he would i think he would do the opposite i think really i think he would make dallas think that he doesn't like him at all because to be honest i feel like dallas sort of looks up to jared i mean most of us do and the way he's kind of been as a racer and business and you know 
I don't know. I don't think there's any mind games. There's no time for that now. I mean, it's fucking game time. You can play mind games all you want, but it just people that focus too much on the mind games, it actually is it's affecting them more than it is the person they're trying to get under. So yeah, it's okay. So the only thing I'll say to that, and then we can go on to the next segment is, is Jared did that where he kind of played adversary and I got to stop being nice to the guy to Briar. And then Briar goes off and clips two championships. So maybe, 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 well, that was more Briar than Jared. To be honest, okay. Briar okay. kind of clipped a little bit from Jared, and then yeah, it just never really, never really came back around until uh, I guess like the end of last year, beginning of last year, they started. You know, they were on Friendship Island once again, but they're not they're not boys, but they're definitely cool. Like I think, I think Jared he's smart enough to know that it's good to have allies and not have people hate you. There's some guys that don't give a fuck, you know, and they'll just go out and they don't care if people like them, but it's always good to have allies than people, you know, racing people that, that, you know, 10 of them don't like you. It, it makes it hard to come through the pack where if, you know, people yeah. like it, it just makes it easier, but we got one more caller. He's been waiting on the pod stoked to get him on. He is actually racing. Well, so I checked the entry list. He's not on there, but he posted. Well, he, he wasn't he, at Castle Rock either. Okay. Podium yeah. finisher, Castle Rock, Springfield mile, mile, twins participant tanner dean tanner what's good buddy oh is is he is he on what's good doc what's up there man how are you um uh, well just driving to uh springfield right now got nothing where, but cornfields around me Middle where you Idaho, at? So. Idaho. uh idaho somewhere fucking a are you by yourself Falls, traveling with somebody or I, uh, I'm traveling with Austin Helmholtz and Craig Helmholtz right now. Oh, nice. Dude. I, me off. I saw him on the entry list. It's actually really cool to see him back, uh, back racing. He was always a solid rider. So it was cool to kind of see him back in the mix. Yeah, man. He's, he's been, uh, grinding this year, just trying to get himself back. He hasn't raced in six years, right? Yeah. Six years. So. He did uh, what rounds did you do this year? South Dakota, right? Rapid City yeah, and he did South Dakota. yeah, Rapid City. Yeah, so nice. yeah, he's he's excited. Why aren't you so, on the entry so list? Speak- yeah. <clears throat> um, I have no clue. I'm actually on the singles. <laughs> I'm on the singles entry list. Maybe you should email At them this, and make sure yeah. you're make sure you're. I, dude, I'm in a whole shebang right now. I already, I already did. They, All right. They uh, they entered me in the singles class when I already talked to Sharon. Yeah, so I got to upgrade my license and pay a late fee and all this fun stuff. So, so you're hmm. riding so, for? So, go ahead, Eric. You go first, then I'll try. Yeah, I, yeah that's what I was gonna ask. I was, <laughs> what uh, what are we riding at Springfield? Yeah, so Alan and I kind of left off uh in 21 when i rode his twin uh we were doing pretty decent until it broke so we decided we wanted to give it one last shot you know um try to get some revenge on the track again but i'm riding alan's twin the same exact bike i rode in 21 it's just be me and alan and one bike for both days so so he's a ton of fun so he's riding for alan rodenborn from racing unlimited out of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And that's actually, Alan is the guy that I rode for in 2014. So 
my pretty much first full season back after my dad passed away in in uh 2010 was with Alan and he's a really really unique guy like super cool um he built the motors the motors that I podiumed with at Springfield and Arizona Mile he built those motors as well he's a he's a really smart motor builder Kawasaki's and uh Davis Fisher rode that bike Shayna rode that bike when she won both races at Springfield uh the bike's got a lot of Springfield history and it's it's a pretty solid bike like I don't know it'll be interesting now to see where it stacks up against the FTRs and the you know bikes like that but it's it's a really solid solid bike especially at Springfield like it's a CNJ chassis and it works really good Oh, dude, it's and it's fast too. I mean, that's probably one of the fastest twins I've I've ever been on. Really, I mean, we're we're just yanking people uh, in twenty one. So it's yeah. fun. It'll be exciting. I'm, you know, obviously, I'm just going out there trying to have fun, and I'll be as competitive as you know I want to be, really. But I'm not going to take it too serious. I guess like I used to. Um, I just want to go out there. Just ride Springfield because Springfield's such a leg- legendary track, and just try to have a blast with Alan. I know Alan's pretty excited, so I'm gonna try to show what I can do as best as I can. But I don't know. I'm just kind of on the fun tour this year, not really on the on the grind like I used to be. Are you staying for the but, uh, the banquet? We've been asking people because you know I'm from Springfield, and I just get a biggest fucking kick out of the fact that it's in the banquets at Springfield and the awesome food that's there. Are you staying for the uh, the banquet and letting your hair down? Uh, no, no. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna take off right after the race, if I were to imagine. Uh, Craig and Austin and I, I will gotta go back to work. And actually, I cut off all my hair. If I didn't, yeah, Eric, if you didn't know that. So no more letting what? my hair down for you. Oh, yep. God damn I had to it. shave it all off. <laughs> I had to go back to your poster boy. <laughs> <laughs> Typical fit rider. I'm going to miss out because obviously it's a Springfield banquet. I mean, what could get better than that? I'm sure there's going to be games and running away from the security guard by the slide like every year. <laughs> You know, somebody throwing themselves through a fence, I'm sure. So I'll miss out, but I'll get the videos, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good memories at that. I mean, I hate Illinois, honestly, but I have a lot I have a lot of good good memories at, at that fucking fairgrounds over the years growing. I mean, even when I was a kid all the way up until up until last year. I mean, just yeah, good memories for sure. Um so we've been asking everybody, dude. Who's winning this thing and why? I mean, we got Meese, we got Daniels. Where's your heart at? Where's your head at? Who's who's winning this thing? Oh man, I don't know. You know, I want to cheer for my boy Dallas, but I think Meese is just a fucking G at that track. I mean, he's he's got that place pretty dialed in every single time they go there. And I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It, I mean, it all depends on the track, really. You know. I feel like the Yamahas will do really good if it's really hooked up or, you know, I've never rode one before or even think, but I don't know, man. I, I want to say Mies. I think Mies has got it on lockdown. I mean, the guy's a fucking tank. Really? He, he knows, he knows when to boss up when, when it means the most. And yeah, man, I just got to go Jared on this one. 
What do you see? Uh, we've asked this question a few uh, to a few folks. Do you see? Um, and the the answer is kind of the same, but I, I get your perspective. Do you see uh, JD playing playing any sort of factor in uh, in the races over the weekend with the team element? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I don't really know his previous year's finishes there, but you know, I I, I don't really never count the guy out, obviously, but. I could see maybe something if, you know, Dallas or if JD's leading and Dallas is in second. But at the same time, it's like, when does JD ever going to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, really. I, I, I just, I think they're going to, I don't think there's going to be any sort of team orders. I mean, there might, I don't know, man. That but... is, in, the more I think about it, Eric, that is interesting. Like, you know, say JD's winning and Dallas is in second and it's the last race and Dallas has to win. It, that's, I mean, it, yeah. could, it could, I don't, I don't know. I mean, for, for essence in the win a championship based off that, I think, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know with, without asking. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll get some insight after this weekend's over from, from JD, but Without, I mean, we yeah. could go, we could just fucking just call him up and say, "Hey, you, you helping or you not helping?" <laughs> He's gonna say he ain't helping, but I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, you'd be naive. I mean, there could be, there's not there a could chance. be a couple things, really. I mean, like if J, say JD starts checking, right? And he's, I don't know, like how often does he really look back in a race? I mean, how does he know that Dallas is right behind him if Dallas isn't dicing him up or anything? I mean, it's. Unless he's got to consistently stay behind Dallas the entire race and be the blocker, but I'm telling you right now, if, if JD started to check out, Tim would run his ass out on that track and tell him to, <laughs> hey, look back, look back. Yeah, that's yeah. in that's interesting for sure. Uh, what's the? We'll get we'll get some uh, another insight from you, and we'll let you roll, man. I know you're driving your uh, services subpar ish, not bad, but. What's the deal on the single? You rode the single this year at Castle Rock, got the ride with some of the riders. Who obviously Cody's got a we haven't really talked singles too much on this episode. Cody's got a pretty healthy lead, but what are your thoughts on Springfield Mile? Who's gonna get it done on a single? And does Cody wrap it up? Uh Cody's wrapping it up. I wanna say yeah. Uh I don't see him finishing really outside of like the top six or seven guys. Who's going to win? I want to say Drain's going to fucking walk away from people. <laughs> just, I just have a weird feeling that that little dude is just going to get out front because, I mean, dude, he was on there on a, on his – or whoever's KTM last year, and he was fucking dicing it up with those guys. So, And then obviously every single mile this year, you know, I, I don't know. I think the Turner bikes are going to be fast, but – I think those essence and bikes are just on a whole nother whole nother level. In your opinion, so obviously you guys in, have a it, hold on. Ahead, in, in your opinion, is is Tom Drain the rookie of the year? <laughs> oh yeah, I that 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 doesn't make no sense to me. But I don't know. I I could see why people get mad over it, but I don't know. I mean, if you were going to go for the rookie of the year, then wait until the beginning of the year and do the full season, I guess. I, I I don't know. I think 
I don't think he is. Bottom of the line, I, I think it's fine the way it is, and he can suck it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Fair so enough. both of you guys have uh, a lot of experience on DeCoin and in Springfield. Um, you know, we talk about Drain, and you know he weighs three pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pockets. But we do know that Chase has come on the you know this this year. And um, do you think that the differences between DeCoin, how you have to ride DeCoin, and I've ridden DeCoin, but obviously never ridden uh, Springfield. Do you do you think that plays a factor in that this could be the race that Chase gets it done? Man, I hope so. I really do. I'm a huge Chase fan. Chase is a great kid, and they have a really great family. And I'd love to see him win his first race, you know, at the end of the year. But he's got to be on it this weekend if he's going to. It's going to be a dog fight. I think it just depends what the track does, too. I mean, typically the last four years we've seen Springfield kind of like the lap times have been two seconds a lot slower than when like pretty much my whole career there. I mean, it just hasn't really, hasn't really grooved up and got a lot of grip uh, where it was locked down around the guardrail. It's been more skatey, skatey through the middle, kind of like what the coin was like. So I think if, if it gets skatey, I think he's got a really good opportunity. I think if it grooves up around the guardrail, I think Tom and Trent, and even maybe, I mean, if, if Shana's bike's decent, maybe maybe around the guardrail, you'll see different people kind of run up front. But I also think, as far as the Twins class goes, and I'm pretty sure Jared won't listen to this prior to the weekend. Maybe he will, but I think if it grooves up around the bottom, I think it's going to be very hard to beat those Essence and Yamahas. I think they'll struggle more if it's more skittery, kind of like it has been. So... Yeah, does uh does Jared's promoting the race? Does that lead into track prep for where the championships at? I know we've brought it up on the pod before. I mean, I think Jared preps the track, you know, the best whatever the best racing is. But but yeah, we'll see what the what the track prep does. I haven't looked at the weather, but if it gets really hot and sunny, and with singles and twins, maybe it starts to groove up around the bottom. But the tires we have now, it, it just makes it so it, – it's just a lot different than the what, what we used to see back in the day. But, yeah, Chase is a good rider. I think, you know, it, he's been really close. He wants to get a win. He's he's. I will say that um, I love Bobby and Mike. They're the coolest people, man, parents. And I've worked with Chase a lot growing up. Great kid. I will say he's ridden with a lot of emotion this year. Like where in the past you didn't really – you didn't see that emotion. So I think there's a little bit of frustration where he's tired of waiting. Like he wants to get a win. So we'll see. We'll see where that's at. You definitely can't count him out, especially being in Illinois. I think riders, they race in their home States a lot better than they do not, which speaking of that, man, congrats on the podium. That was sick. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was, uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, put together that whole deal, like half a week before the race. And yeah, I mean, I guess we pulled something out of our ass. I will say, I will was, say, did, did you listen to our rewind pod? Yeah, yep, I did. I, I felt like you gave him too much room with Apache. I feel like you opened, like that door was wide open. Yeah, you know, going back on it, I, I do. Like I was riding around pussy footing, but I think at the <laughs> time I was just like, you know, Dalton's, Dalton's really like, Don's been telling me all week that he wants to win this race really bad. And 
Uh, fuck Dalton, I dude. He was gonna get <laughs> fuck aggressive. him. Go win that. Well, soccer. no, no, <laughs> was, I'm just kidding. He was, he was. I knew he was gonna be aggressive with it, and I'd rather like, I'd rather kind of fall Take, back in line yeah, instead yeah. of him just taking my bars and then I'm back in ninth place. Yeah, so, yeah. So I knew, I knew we were trained up. I mean, we were, we were. I looked back and Max showed a wheel a few times, but I'm probably. I mean, dude, my bike was probably only pushing about fifty-seven, fifty-eight horse. I mean that. Just on that little straightaway, like coming out of the super corner, they were yarding me there. So, so it's like all the time that I made up in the TT section, I would lose it instantly through the sweep corner. So I was just kind of stalemating the whole time. Well, it but, looked good. Yeah, it was fun, man. I mean, I guess if anybody, any of the local privateer kids are out there, I mean, I guess you could still do it, right? I mean, 10 year old bike. Bike showed up in the back of an F one fifty. You know, me, my dad, Austin, Helmholtz helped me out, and all we really did was flip a tire. We didn't really change any clickers or anything. So, those are your best days. Kind of a, the oh, days no, you don't touch the bike are the days you do the best. The days that I'm, I've tried eight different sprockets before qualifying's over. It's like those are the days that are you're hard to. It's hard to dig yourself out of a hole. You usually got to start off pretty strong. But no, nah, it was cool, man. It was really cool to see you get the podium the interview was uh was refreshing it wasn't wasn't robotic we're fans of personality yeah, yeah. and it's it's really cool to see you getting on the twin this weekend at at springfield so thanks for for calling in a little bit of insight bro and good luck on that sucker at uh on the mile thanks man yeah it'll be fun it'll be hot as balls but it'll be fun <laughs> good so. luck dude and thanks for ringing in appreciate it all right guys have a good pod yeah peace buddy that was a good pod, man. We uh we pretty yeah, much that was even, awesome. I mean it's starting to get long here. We we need to kinda yeah, I don't even know where that. we're at with time wise. We got disconnected and it's been uh it's been a mission. I got Johnny Long out in my garage working on Cruz's bike. He started working already. I, I probably should get out there. But no, overall, really good podcast. Wanna shout out a couple sponsors and we'll throw our predictions out there. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Moto America, appreciate everything they do for our podcast. We got a mini cup race makeup this weekend in New Jersey, and then they're headed to Coda, Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, which is a phenomenal facility racetrack. I've been there twice for the X Games. I, I love Austin, Texas. So if you're anywhere near that area, check out their website, get tickets, subscribe to their Live Plus package. I want to give a shout out to Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Roof System. Roof Systems of Dallas. Sorry, I got the fucking hiccups. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, nearly 40 years of experience. Commercial Industrial Roofing Company, Jerry Stinchfield. Appreciate everything he does for the sport in general, man. He keeps us going. So shout out to Uncle Jerry. Uh, what are your who, who you got? Who you got, Eric? All right. So I've been stewing on this for a long time, and it got even to the point where I'm looking at the weather uh, on the Saturday. So first and foremost, I think it's game over Saturday. I, I think Sunday between these two riders will be a non-factor. Um I just think the way the points are going to shake up and that difference between first, second, and third, and you got fucking Briar in there. I think Briar is going to be a factor in this. I, I don't think it's going to be a one-two show. I think there's going to be lap traffic. I think I think the track's going to go well because the humidity is going to be, I mean, I'm from Springfield and it's a fucking swamp this time of the year, but the humidity uh, is going to be low that day and the highs are only going to be in the mid 80s. I think you're going to have a bitchin' track and I think ultimately, uh, 
Briar play is a big factor, but Jared gets it done. Uh, I think what's going to happen is Briar is going to snake points and, and Dallas is going to uh, not be able to overcome that. And Jared gets it done uh, on Saturday. Yeah. And I, I shouted some info on my Instagram. Uh, somebody asked me who was going to win this weekend and I didn't give a clear answer. Cause like Shana said, I don't really care who wins. Um, I like both of the riders. I like Dallas. I like Jared. Um, got a lot of respect for both their teams. I'm never, I'm not emotionally invested pretty much with anybody on either team. Right. So I'm just, I just, I'm just hard pressed to to think Jared gives this one up. Um, going into it, his stats on the miles where he's at this year. It's just all signs lead to Meese. But yep. something about Dallas that just makes me – it would not surprise me for Dallas to win this thing. It really would not. Um, there's something about that kid that's special. I've raced him. He's a gamer. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Just that right amount of edge but also poised where this is going to be a very, very tough battle for Jared. I don't think – maybe people are going to hammer me for this, but I don't think Dallas has the raw speed of like Briar, but I feel like his racecraft is second to none. And, and then that's, that's his night. He's what he's 19, 20 years old where he's got so much racecraft. Like when I watch Dallas ride, he's got like it, his racecraft is, is crazy. He's so smart with how he rides um, he makes adjustments mid race. He's he's not stubborn. He knows line choices. He gets fairly good starts. He doesn't get rattled. Um, somebody mentioned maybe the nerves might get to him. I don't see it. Uh, I think he's prepared oh, for no. this moment his whole life, and I think he's going to give Jared everything he can, he can handle. But I think maybe if it comes down to like a mechanical or something, it's going to kind of ruin the weekend. But. Yeah. I just, I just don't see Jared giving this thing up, dude. I, I don't see it. So, and that's the, that's the. I wouldn't necessarily call it frustrating, but um, the thing that is a stickler is that it's not like they're both, they're both good for the sport in different ways. So, I think as a whole, the sport is benefiting from this being how it's coming down. Uh, to the the wire and I think if you know Jared were to get it done and win his eighth I mean ninth championship or if uh, you know Dallas gets it it's done nine come I, on just, it's nine anybody so, that says eight is I mean it's that's one thing yeah. that I, I I don't even think that's an argument dude it's no yeah. it's not I just think the sport benefits either way and it's just a, it it sucks that we have to you know like pick because i think they're both great for the sport but i yeah i just think briar is going to be the uh he's going to be the thorn in the side of dallas and get in uh, jared jared steps away yeah and and when i said that i didn't think dallas had the had the talent of briar i he's fucking yeah, yeah. talented i just briar i just i don't know i've it's just yeah just the racecraft that dallas has though is is an x factor where any 19, 20 year old kid, they're not going to have that, that race craft and poise that, that Dallas has. And any young racers growing up, you know, coming up through the ranks, you can look at somebody like Dallas and, and that's what you need to win. I mean, talent can get you really far, especially at a young age, 
I see it a lot on 50s, 60s, 80s where kids with, you know, big balls and they just send it. They're able to kind of win. But Dallas has never been that way. He's always been very, very poised. So <clears throat> I don't know. We're in for a treat, man. I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, on the single side of it, Cody, I think he wraps it up the first day. I don't think yeah. he finishes any farther back than fifth on that KTM. Uh, I do think Drain wins one, maybe two, maybe both. I think he wins one. I think maybe Trent gets the other one. It just depends where where the Honda Trent's is. Trent's riding good lately. I got to give Trent credit on that. He's he's stepped it up. Yeah, and it just depends where where these bikes are at. It's been a while since we've raced a mile, and people have probably they've rebuilt their bikes. They've probably they're trying some different things. Probably maybe throwing a little bit of extra cheddar at these machines and. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But the way Drainy's riding, I just I see him getting a win. Um, but again, it just depends what the track does. Depends if it grooves up around the bottom or if it or if it uh if it just stays how it's been the last few years. If it's gonna be sunny in mid-80s, that's prime weather for it grooving up. So yep. yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I was I was old, I've really struggled at Springfield on that Yamaha and if that track would have ever grooved up around the rail, I think that would have been the best track we've ever had for that G and G bike. And it just never happened in four years. Like it would, it would slightly start to get grip and a couple of the main events I would, I would come from the back and I would kind of make my way toward the front. Like the one year Dallas one, I was in like 10th or 11th halfway. And I worked my way up right to the back of those guys. And I, I just think there's different, the different bikes do better if it grooves up around the rail or if it stays kind of slick in the middle. Um, cause lap times go from like high 36s to low 34s. I, I think Davis a few years back, he got in the 33, I think I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, it's a huge difference in race tactics and, and everything else, depending on what the track does. So I've always felt Eric that when they put more calcium down, and they prep it more. Like if they prep it every two races, they water it. I feel like the groove doesn't get hot enough to gain traction or grip. They're sort of like cooling off the cooling off the groove with the water and the calcium. And that's why it stays kind of slick in the middle, but it just depends what, I mean, what they want to do with the track and what the weather's like. So I think that's a huge, huge X factor that we haven't talked about. Yep, yep. It's going to be, uh, it's just awesome that it's going to be like upper 80s, like kind of chill on the humidity for the whole Labor Day weekend. Like I've even the weatherman upstairs looking forward to a good, uh, good race. So that's good. Yep. Well, let's wrap this one up. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, listening to our, all of our stuff. It's, uh, it's we're super appreciative of it and if you can subscribe to us soundcloud itunes spotify we want to keep this going appreciate everybody that reached out about the colby colby podcast the jimmy Feliz pod and we got some really good ones coming up i know we've been teasing a tyler scott show and my schedule is an absolute joke so as soon as that's this season's over tyler scott's our next one we're gonna we're gonna put out so excited for that that's gonna be a doozy i got a lot of i got a lot of fun questions for for Tyler Scott and we'll come at you next week with a season finale recap Springfield rewind pod. It's, it's right around the corner, man. So yeah, may the best man win. Everybody be safe and 
enjoy a really fun weekend of racing out at Springfield. Eric, appreciate you for coming on, man. This was a fun episode with all the different callers. If you guys enjoyed yeah. this, maybe we'll do more of these. Maybe we'll do them like once a month. We still need to follow up and do more of our tech, our tech talk. We yep. haven't really, we, we did one of those. We got to, got to get back on that. We will do that next week as well. And put a bow on it. Freddie Ty Ty until next time we out.